Welcome back to the Bleached and Bothered podcast. My name is Layla Halbert, and I'm your hostess with the mostess. Um, <laughs> today, I'm going to let you know who I have with me in just a second, but real quick, uh, just a little housekeeping. If you are not yet following me or the podcast Instagram account, go ahead and do that. It's at Layla Halbert with a period in between, my first and last name, and then at Bleached and Bothered Pod. Um, if you're not doing that already. And also, if you haven't gone and left a five-star review or um, written, sorry, a five-star rating and left a uh, written review, um, you can go ahead and do that. Sorry, I got a little distracted there. Um, I guess I can tell you who I've got in the studio. It's my dad. Um, (laughs) uh, He was just uh, turning up some volumes and fixing the levels a little bit here. And I got distracted. So um, if you notice that our audio just got a little bit louder, usually I'm the one in here um, on the ones and twos, kind of doing all the producing on my own, but uh, I've learned everything I've learned from him, so it makes sense that he would be taking over a little bit here <laughs> as we get started. So, Can't help myself. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, also, if I sound a little different, I've been sick all week, so I apologize in advance for my scratchy throat and sniffling. Uh, there's not a whole lot I can do about it at this point, so you guys are just going to have to bear with me. There you go. I'm going to bring the heat. Either way. So, um, yeah, like I said, I've got my dad with me today. Sam, Mr. Sam Halbert. You can go ahead and say hi. Hello, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this is dad's first time on the pod. Um, I don't know why it took so long. I think because I just got rolling on the podcast and uh, I've had, I mean... You know when you just have like so many ideas, but obviously you can only do so many things at once. And so I've been like just scheduling guest after guest every week. And um, I have I've had tons of ideas for content and episodes and stuff. So um, it's hard to just like get it. You can't get to everything at once. So um, yeah, so long overdue. Um, but we've got dad on here today. And So what's kind of interesting is I feel like on my social media, specifically Instagram, um, mom, aka Mama Halbert, makes an appearance more often than not and has a pretty strong presence on my social media account. Um, But you guys don't see my dad very much, which is interesting because my mom's actually the more shy one out of the pair. Um, dad is definitely, I would say more extroverted and outgoing in most settings, but that's probably why he's not in my Instagram videos because he's not home much because he's out playing gigs without me or just checking out other shows or working or you got a lot going on. Yeah. You don't like to sit still very long. No, I'm not really into that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do like my naps though, so. Well, don't we all? Oh Yeah. Um, yeah, so all that to say, since you guys don't see my dad on the Instagrams that much, at least not on my own, um, I thought that we would kind of do similar to what we did with, um, Mama Halbert, um, for 
the first, I guess, I mean, appearance, but what do you call it when it's, they're listening? It's not really an appearance because it's audio, not visual, right? (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) we can call it appearance because I can't think of another word, but for your first first appearance on a guest spot, there we go, guest spot on the pod. Yeah. Um, We're just going to do like a little Q&A. If you guys remember um, a little while ago. I uh, posted on the podcast Instagram that um, I was going to have my dad on and we were going to do a little Q&A. So I saved all your questions from that. And that's kind of what we're going to be doing today. It's going to be kind of chill. Like I said, I've been sick all week. So um, we're just hanging at home. Need to get you guys an episode this week. There are some very exciting things in the works um, that you guys are going to find out about. Um soon. I'll just say that very soon. Um, so stay tuned. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think about anything else before we kind of, uh, get started with our questions here. Oh, you want to, you want to, uh, <laughs> tell a story <laughs> about your little incident the other day? Uh, not really, but if you what? want me to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't want to? Well, I mean, I mean, if you want me to, it's I will. a little dramatic, but yeah, it's kind of. I mean, it's not fun, but I mean, it's not something you hear every day. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I went to hear a uh, a group that I've been wanting to see um, play. Uh, a friend of mine, Mark Williams, uh, and Selena. Um, they're a duo, and uh, they're playing here. Uh, real close to our house at the Thirsty Badger, so I decided to go over there and and uh, and have a listen. And uh, I got there at the tail end of their show and um, heard a couple of songs. And then during the break, Mark came over to my table and uh, we were talking. And all of a sudden, I started feeling a little woozy and kind of like a little faint. And I'm not sure what was going on. And the next thing I knew, I, I think I tried to get up and go to the bathroom so I wouldn't feel so awkward sitting there looking at him so spaced out. Didn't you say uh, you were feeling like nauseous? I wasn't then. Oh. No. I was just feeling really, really dizzy. Like uh, like I couldn't, uh, I couldn't, uh, uh, I was having a hard time concentrating. And he was talking to me and we were talking about the sound equipment and all that stuff. And all of a sudden, the next thing I know, uh, I just didn't know anything. And then I just see these people right in my face going, Sam, Sam, are you right? You're right, Sam? And I realized that I had blacked out. And uh, I fell off the stool, uh, scraped my knee and bumped my head and uh, fell guys, right on the floor. My dad is not a small man. No. <laughs> so, so I get a text message so I'm at my salon Christmas party with um, my boyfriend, which I guess I can say that now. We've made things official. Surprise. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that more maybe in another episode. But um, anyway, so it was kind of like his first time meeting all my coworkers. And um, so I'm at my salon Christmas party. And um, I got a text message from my mom at like 930. It's like almost 10 o'clock. She goes, um, 
dad just fainted and uh, the paramedics are taking him to the hospital. I'm going to meet them there. Everything's fine, but just wanted you guys to know. I'm like, <laughs> um, excuse me? I'm like, this doesn't sound like everything's fine. Like, what's going on? So, um, so anyway, so that's what was happening on my end. And then come to find out what you just, I, I mean, I didn't know anything. I didn't, we didn't see each other until the next day. So, yeah, yeah. um, I had no, idea. I, I was like, everyone seems too calm about this. Like, this doesn't <laughs> seem like it's like a small thing, but I mean, here we are alive and well. So yeah, thank it goodness, was, it was but... really weird. I, I, I kind of stole the show there because the whole place <laughs> just stopped and everybody came and everybody was hovering around me and, and, uh, Mark, the guy that I went to see, he was kind of staying with me and talking to me. And, and I was just trying to keep my eyes closed because I couldn't, I was just so dizzy. I couldn't see or, or I couldn't uh, stand up. And then all of a sudden, uh, I, uh, he was saying he's going to call the paramedics. I said, no, no, I'll be all right. Just give me a little time here. Well, and then and, mom tells me, she goes, I get this phone call from the paramedics. <laughs> They're like, um... Your husband just fainted and he doesn't say he doesn't want to go to the hospital. She's like, what? She's like, no, take him to the hospital. I'll meet you there. Like, what are you crazy? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it was a wild ride. I, I, uh, (laughs) on the way there, they were giving me, uh, uh, they had IV putting in fluids and, uh, and had me on oxygen. And I just felt like this really privileged character there, uh, they didn't have the siren on or anything, thank God. So it wasn't that big of a deal. But uh, anyway, uh, th- well, it turns out you just were. They just said what that you were like dehydrated, dehydrated, and yeah, low blood pressure. Whatever. Yeah, I had I, my blood pressure just went super low, and uh, I had uh, just had dinner, and then I went there, and and evidently when I got up uh, to see if I could go get things together, I just blacked out. So. But everything's cool. The doctor gave me a clean bill. They they released me after they did a few tests and stuff. So everything's all right. So it was just kind of a wild night. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. The thirsty badger will never be the same. No, I had the <laughs> yeah Lane from the thirsty badger. He was texting me saying, "Are you okay? Is everything all right?" And... <laughs> so this is a place where we we play gigs a lot. Um, it's our kind of our little neighborhood watering hole. If you haven't heard of it, but Anyway, it's a good thing. Yeah. Everything's fine, but man, really scared the shit out of the rest of us, that's for sure. <laughs> like, left my Christmas party, like, all in a tizzy, just, like, crying yeah. all the way home. Like, what's going on? <laughs> so sensitive. Um, <laughs> anyway, that just happened, so I thought we would share with the class. Yeah. Um, so before we get into our questions here, um, why don't you just give us a little summary of like where you're from um any kind of little background things what you do that sort of stuff just to Mm. start doesn't have to be anything too crazy because we got some lots of questions here but okay well i'm originally from uh from texas born in hillsborough close to where willie nelson is from and uh down in uh, hill county and didn't stay there very long and uh Went to uh, live most of my life in in Texas. A couple of years in California when I was really really young, and then uh, by the time I was twenty one, uh, I moved back out to California, and then eventually uh, went to South America where I had a band and we played music there and 
different countries and uh, for quite a while. And that's actually where I met my wife, uh, Eliani, in Brazil. And uh, that's where Layla and Lottie and Casey were born. And uh, yeah, I mean, I could go into a lot of detail, but that's basically... Uh, that's the, for another time. Another time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway. Um, cool. Well, that's the very, very short... Yeah, that's the nutshell um, version. Summary there. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll just like get rolling into these questions. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, the people want to know how many instruments you play. Well, I play uh, the acoustic guitar, and that is just about it. I would love to be able to play more, and I've tried my hand at bass, but I just suck at it, so... Uh, I've had to, when I was doing a little home recording, sometimes I would try to put on the bass part, but I figured out how I can send files to my friends that are really good musicians. And so I just do the acoustic guitar and, and a click track and, uh, a scratch vocal and send them the rest and they put on the drums and the bass and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm just an acoustic guitar and guy. And I only learned to play the guitar, um, so I could accompany myself singing. I consider myself more of a singer than a musician. And uh, the guitar was just kind of a uh, an extra. And so, yeah, I never really progressed that much on it. I can't play lead. I just do a few little bass note lines. He's and... being modest. He's a very good guitar player. <laughs> well, I And mean, you're completely self-taught, right? Yeah. Well, some friends of mine when I was nine years old uh, showed me a few chords. And uh, a real good friend of mine, David Peacock, uh, from Grand Prairie, Texas, showed me a few chords. And my uh, cousin's husband, uh, Leonard Pedno, showed me some chords and was took a little time with me. But most of most of the, I learned just uh, uh, tweaking around on my little guitar that I had. That the strings are like an inch off the fretboard, and uh, rubbed my calluses. Uh, till they bled while I was learning. But anyway, yeah, it just is kind of a self-taught thing. And I just, I really wanted to accompany myself singing. So that's how I got started. All right. Yeah. Um, how many languages do you speak? Well, I speak uh, Spanish and Portuguese along with my native language of English. Ha ha. But uh, <laughs> I learned Spanish um, uh uh, just by living in countries that spoke Spanish, I, I, I traveled around and, and, and learned a little bit, uh, and tried to learn them when I first left the States and went to Puerto Rico, but, uh, everybody there speaks English. So when I just try to say some halting thing in Spanish, they would just answer me back in English and I just felt stupid. So then when I got to Venezuela, uh, I started getting, learning more, but, then we took a road trip from Caracas, Venezuela, all the way to Buenos Aires, Argentina, which took months. And uh, uh, when we got to Argentina, the day we entered uh, Argentina was the day that Juan Perón came back from Spain. Who that? Uh, Juan Perón was the former <laughs> former president of Argentina and uh, sort of a, a an icon there. He's like... Uh, uh, che Guevara, uh, as far as being famous, he's a very, very famous uh, entity, and he got exiled. And uh, 
so when he he returned from Spain, he was like seventy eight years old or something. But the whole country was in this uh, complete mayhem. Just they were completely crazy about Juan Perón, and so they were very nationalistic at the time. So when we would we got there and we were speak English with each other, he uh, I mean the the people would look at us. Uh, like we were some sort of uh, alien, and they did not like to hear us speaking English. So we learned Spanish really fast. That's when I really learned uh, Spanish really well is in Argentina. And, uh, and, and it, I'm, I mean, I'm not like super-duper fluent, but I do get to speak it every day. So uh, I'm, I'd say I'm fluent in Spanish. But I think I speak better Portuguese, especially since I lived in Brazil for 15 years. And I just learned that by the same way, uh, just assimilating it by being with people, living with people that spoke it. And uh, it was a fun language to learn after learning Spanish because it's kind of, it's close. It's like 40%, um, uh, you know, understanding between the uh, the two languages. And they say Portuguese is Spanish without bones. Yeah. So it's a little softer but anyway, it's funny because uh, um, it, there's a lot of words in Spanish and Portuguese that are, I mean, no, the same, yeah, basically the same, yeah. But I mean, maybe because I know the difference. But to me, when I hear somebody speaking Portuguese as opposed to Spanish or whatever, like I, to me, there, there's a huge, there's a huge difference. Like there's no confusing the two. In fact. I've I've heard other people speaking other languages that I get more confused with Portuguese than Spanish. Like I've heard people speaking Russian and be like, "Are these is that Portuguese?" I'm like, "Wait, no." <laughs> yeah. Or like even I think maybe like French a little bit. Yeah. Um, sounds more like Portuguese than Spanish does, but yeah. And maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm crazy. Well, the, it's it's kind of funny because a, a a Latin American person that speaks Spanish, it's difficult for them to understand Portuguese. But a Brazilian person who hears uh, uh, Spanish, they can understand Spanish re- almost perfectly. They can understand everything they're saying. And I don't know why that is. It's just the way it is. So um, so that people um, don't think we're lying here. Say something, a, a sent- couple sentences or something, whatever you want. No one's going to understand you in Portuguese. <laughs> and then do some Spanish, too. Okay, should I say the same thing in both languages? Sure. Okay, I'm going to say, I'm here with my daughter doing a podcast, all right? And I'll say that in Portuguese. Estou aqui com minha filha fazendo um podcast. And uh, in Spanish, that would be, estou aqui com mija haciendo un podcast. Okay, those sound kind of similar. Yeah. Maybe, um, let's see, I don't know, just like... I guess here. Let me ask you a question, and you answer me in Portuguese. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Se eu tinha minha vontade, eu acho que eu moraria no Brasil, porque eu gosto muito do Brasil. É, fiquei como é, eu eu me considero brasileiro de coração. Na minha, na minha mente, é, essa é a minha segunda, segunda hogar, é, é, meu lar especial, Brasil. 
Okay, now Spanish. Okay. Uh, <laughs> si yo tenía mi escoge, yo viviría en Brasil porque Brasil es un país que me gusta mucho. Eh, me quedé, me, me considero brasileño de corazón porque Brasil tiene mucha cosa buena, la comida, la gente, la gente es muy buena, muy linda y me considero Parte de mi corazón en brasileño. Okay, so if you don't speak Portuguese or Spanish, basically, let me try and guess what the majority of what you said, because I think I okay. kind of got it. Okay. Um, if you didn't, couldn't tell by how many times you said the word Brazil, I think the answer is Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you said basically I would choose Brazil. Um, you said something about liking the culture. Yeah, I said that I, I really and love the food. I love the culture and the food and the people. You feel like you're Brazilian at heart. Yeah, in my heart. Yeah. Um, I even wrote a song a lot about of time that. There. Yeah, I even wrote a song called "I'm a Brazilian in My Heart." It's called "Brasileiro de Coração." It's <laughs> a good one. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, how about this? Um, if you could, let's see. <sighs> Where, other than Brazil, where is your favorite place that you have lived? Uh, next to Brazil, I'd say Argentina. Really? Yeah, because it's just so, it's, I don't know, I just love it. If you go, if you want to go out to eat in Argentina, you leave your house at 10, have dinner at 11, then go to the movie. No, you go to the movie at 11, then have dinner like at 12 or 1. I mean, it's a city that never... Buenos Aires is incredible. And the people are just... They're so uh, different. Uh, Argentina is very, very European. Uh, it's mostly Spanish and Italian descent there. And uh, they're, they're really uh, very uh, volatile people. And uh, they think... You'd think that they were mad at you when they talked to you. When you, <laughs> if you just asked directions, they start using their hands and kind of yelling really loud and... But uh, I don't know. I just loved it there, and I love the the smell of the city, and uh, it's just got really a lot of uh, uh, charm to it. You know, I sounds think. like an extrovert's paradise. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I, I love Argentina. <laughs> Did he wait? Was that where you and Lottie went? Where you got yeah held up at gunpoint? Yeah, yeah, we did. Tell we, that story. That's a good story. Yeah, Lottie and I went there. Lottie's uh, my little sister. For those of you who don't know, a few years ago, and uh, we were we just arrived and. They were taking us through this very colorful part of town uh, that's uh, known for all of its colorful buildings and stuff. And uh, uh, I'm the, I'm drawing a blank on what the name of the the place is right now. But anyway, it's also a very uh, at that time when we were there a few years ago is very uh, the the criminal element was pretty strong there. So. Uh, we were in a cab uh, or in a car, uh, uh, had a driver, and there were two of us, the two cars, and Lottie was in the car behind us, and we got stopped behind a truck, and this guy comes up to, to my window, and he has a uh, like a towel or a rag or something over his hand, but I could see that he had a gun, and he started asking me for you know money and my wallet and my passport. Or, well, he just asked me mostly for money, but... It was in my bag, and he wanted me to give him that bag, and I didn't want to give it to him. But everybody was saying, just give it to him, just give it to him. 
And meanwhile, on the other side of the car, uh, another guy had come over to the driver and was putting the, the pinch on him. So they, they got my bag that had my passport and thank God I had most of my money in my wallet, uh, uh, in my pants pocket. And, uh, in my, in, and he didn't get the majority, got a little bit of my money, but not much. And anyway, but he did get my passport and my, my video camera and stuff. And so we, there was a cop, uh, a block down the street and we tried to get his attention and he was standing there like nothing was going on. He, he just couldn't have cared less. And, uh, that was, uh, that was kind of, a uh, upsetting and, uh, but, kind of. <laughs> You're so calm when you tell yeah, this story. Yeah, I mean, it was wild. You got robbed you know? at gunpoint in Argentina. <laughs> what the? Yeah, well, it was just one of those kind of things. I mean, I've had some similar experiences, not with with uh, uh, a couple of times they thought we were uh, radical uh, political people because we were living in a kind of a commune and uh, they uh, raided our house and and four o'clock in the morning and, uh, I mean, took us down to the station and it was really kind of scary. I woke up with a machine gun in my face and a guy screaming at me to put my hands on my head. Jeez. And, uh, I mean, several times, uh, things like that have happened. Uh, but that was in a really, uh, special time in, in, uh, those countries that was in Argentina as well. No, that was in Brazil, in Rio. And, uh, but anyway, it, it just got to be where you kind of expect something like that. It, it didn't happen all the time. It was just, when it did, you just kind of rolled with it, I guess. I don't know. Hope they don't <laughs> follow through. Right, right, right. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. All right. On to the next. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Here we go. Uh, what's the best part of being a grandpa? The best part of being a grandpa? Hmm. Well, the, th- the part I like about it, uh, first of all, my grandchildren uh, that I have uh, were, the first grandchildren I had were in Alaska, and I didn't get to see them very much, and I had to, you know, I got to see them a few times. But it wasn't like I... Real I, quick, just to clarify, because I can't remember if I've talked about it on here or not before yet, um, but I do have three older half-siblings, so I have two older brothers that are significantly older than me, and then a half-sister that is 10 years older than me. So yeah. um, all for all the same dad, the older kids have different moms. But anyway, so that's what you're talking about, is their, yeah. their kids. Yeah, their kids. Yeah. So I, didn't I don't get... have secret children anywhere, just the one. <laughs> I didn't get to be around them very much. So it it, it was wonderful, uh, and I love them very much, but I, I, I didn't really get to experience the old real grandpa thing uh, that much. But recently, <clears throat> when Lennox was born, uh, Layla was living with us, and so I got to be in on that from the get-go, right even during the birth, uh, I was actually filming it. So, uh, it was, uh, and his experience that, <laughs> that I, uh, that I really, really enjoyed and, and loved and, uh, being able to be, uh, here right in the middle of the whole thing with Linux since he was born, uh, has just been a joy that I can't even explain. It's just unspeakable because 
seeing him grow up, it's, it's not like, uh, my kids. It's, it's different because I know that he's, he's my grandson, but yet I feel very, very close to him and I feel very involved with him. And it's just been a real spark in my life at this point to be able to have that kind of, uh, connection with him. And, uh, I, I just don't know how to explain how good it feels and how, how, how much I, I love, uh, that relationship that I have with him, you know, it's just beautiful. It is. And I love it too. And now we're both crying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, okay. Here's a good one. Um, is there anything you would change about how you raised your kids? Oh God. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've made so many mistakes, um, as a parent and I know all parents feel that, uh, I wish, you know, that I could, uh, do a lot of things different. Uh, I don't know any real super specific things, but uh, times when I didn't have enough patience or times when, uh, I, uh, had to be away a lot. Uh, uh, when we first came back to the States from Brazil, uh, my kids were really small and, uh, I had to just kind of hit the ground running to be able to just put beans on the table. So it was, uh, a very, uh, trying time. And, and Eliani was just so incredible at that time, being able to hold the fort and <laughs> keep those guys under, under, uh, some kind of sort of control. <laughs> uh, well, but yeah. I was gone most of the time. If you so. don't know, my younger siblings and I are all, we're 15 and 16 months apart. So, yeah. Um, three kids, basically all the same age. And my mom's at home with the three of us by herself all day, every day Yeah. while dad was working long days to be able to, you know, cause forget trying to deal with daycare. That wasn't an option. That wasn't an option. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, um, I, we, we, when we came back here, we were concerned that the kids would get good education and stuff like that. And, uh, things just, it was, there was, you know, it was time to come up here, but on the other hand, we had to start from scratch. And I mean, literally from scratch, uh, we were, we were, I'd been living in South America for so long that we were kind of like ghosts here and, uh, hadn't, uh, you know, filed income tax or anything like that for all that time. Hadn't, hadn't even been on the charts. So we just had to hit the ground running and it, it, it made me be away a lot. And I, and I, I wish I had a had more time, uh, with my kids to be able to, to just interact with them. Uh, but I'm thankful that, uh, Eliani was so, so good, uh, and so capable that, uh, she really filled in and, and made it happen. And, uh, it, it made things a lot easier and, and made me feel like that, well, it's not that bad that I had to be away, but if, if I had it to do all over again, I would have, you know, I think I should have just been, uh, independently wealthy where I wouldn't have had to work or something. <laughs> Don't we all wish <laughs> that would have been the best thing. Uh, I mean, all I knew how to do besides play the guitar and sing when I came up here was uh, drywall work and, uh, playing guitar and singing didn't really pay that much. So I just, uh, Oh decided- <laughs> my 
We just lost our lamp here, but. If you heard the crashing, that was our lamp. Hold on. Go ahead and keep talking. Yeah. So, um, anyway, was talking about, you know, when I came up here, uh, my musical uh, career had to kind of go on hold for a while because uh, there wasn't really a lot that uh, there wasn't anything that I could do to, to make a living doing that up here. It was a completely different situation. And uh, so, yeah, having to get back into drywall after not having doing it for for 25 years was kind of a, a big thing. And uh, I had some pretty pretty gnarly jobs there at the beginning, and, and uh, it was tough. But like I said, it, the, the thing I regret is it took me away from my kids a lot when I would have preferred to have more time with them that's big that's my biggest regret i think well if it makes you feel any better i don't have a ton of memories of being that young when you were really gone a lot yeah um and i feel like you made up for it later (laughs) so because i mean how long have you you have your drywall company now yeah and you've been doing that for what how many years have you been on your own now about 15 years yeah so i mean you uh, i don't know I, i i don't the things I remember from being, you know, elementary school age and kind of when we first moved here were like going to garage sales on Saturday mornings. <laughs> and I was always up earlier than everybody else with dad. We both are kind of more morning people. Me, not so much anymore, but <laughs> um, <laughs> but I used to be before I had a kid, which is ironic. Yeah. Anyway, um, I remember like we would go and do garage sales and, um, you know, he would teach me how to make pancakes and we were always doing little projects. And, you know, I don't remember ever feeling like, oh, man, like my dad's never here. Like, I feel so abandoned, you know, because we had my mom and we had our you know the siblings we were all together and yeah you know we're in school a lot too so it wasn't i mean for me i don't really ever you probably feel worse about it than we did if that makes sense well yeah yeah for sure when you become self-employed too obviously starting a business is takes up a lot of time but you also get to have a little bit more flexibility where it was like you know mom and dad were at all of our games all of my you know assembly performances and um you know constantly i mean we've got like you've always been really good at like taking home videos and photos like even way back when we were really really little when the technology was not even close to what it is now yeah um so you know in those earlier years i feel like is when those things come into handy because you don't have, you don't retain a lot of your own memory. So it's cool to get to see videos and pictures and stuff. And yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. That was fun doing that. Don't be so hard on yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was just trying to answer the question. It's, you know, that's the thing that bugs me, you know? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, okay. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, what's, so we, I, I feel like I'm repeating myself a little bit because, but I also just can't remember what I've shared on the podcast or on my Instagram or what you guys have already heard or not, but whatever. If you don't know, uh, we, my dad and I have been singing together literally since I was able to speak like two, three years old. Um, and up until now. And, um, for a while there, it was mostly just, you know, 
if we sang together at all, like when I got a little bit older into like middle school and high school, it was like talent shows um, and church basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then probably like what, five years ago, we started actually playing like out around town in bars and yeah. restaurants and stuff and yeah. kind of gigging around. And now we, we do it pretty regularly yeah and it's kind of turned into a more like we're more practiced and Mm -hmm. it's not just kind of like an open mic here and there like we're actually booking venues and um getting paid sometimes pretty well sometimes not so much but you know (laughs) if we did it for the money we probably wouldn't be doing it at all so um but anyway so we have always played music together yeah um um, so anyway, that leads me to the question, which is, what is your favorite song to sing with Layla? And can you sing something together on the podcast? Oh, uh, well, uh, I want to say one thing uh, before we get into that. And that is that <clears throat> before um, we started singing together recently in the last five years, um, singing out in clubs and stuff like that. Uh, I hadn't really been doing much except for here and there uh, on worship teams in church and stuff like that, and not really a whole lot at all. And then Layla uh, actually encouraged me to participate in this. Uh, they were having a songwriters contest, and uh, so uh, at this place called Poppies, I think it's now called uh, B-Town, uh, and she encouraged me to, to get involved in that. And, uh, so I realized that, I mean, I, I didn't understand what all was involved. So I started, uh, asking questions and, and I found out that they have an open mic there, um, headed by the renowned Bellingham musician, Chuck Jay, who, uh, is probably the hardest working man in Whatcom County and all Northwest Washington. The guy just, he's a, he, he plays everywhere. Anyway, um, so we went there and, and I, and I, and I started working on songs and, and getting ready to do this, uh, songwriters contest. And, uh, <clears throat> because of that, I just started getting more involved and we started doing more open mics and, uh, it just became more, uh, of a really fun hobby for me to do, especially with Layla. And, uh, then we started getting involved with some other people and, or a really good harmonica player named Sonny, who's just a great guy. And we've been playing together with him for about three years. And uh, anyway, it just kind of evolved, you know, after that. And, and it's just been really a fun diversion for both of us. And I just considered a, a nice hobby to have and something to wear a different hat sometimes. But I, I just always, wanted to mention that. I always tell people that, I mean, because obviously music has been a big part of both of our lives pretty much our whole lives. Yeah. Um, and I always tell people, cause I mean, I've tried out for American Idol. I've like done the whole thing. It's like, I'm just like really not on that level, but I always tell people that it's, it's more than a hobby, but less than a career. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not really something, it's something I obviously enjoy. And I, I feel like calling it a hobby is almost, almost diminishing its value a little bit. Um, or, something um but at the same time it's not really something that i would ever really care to turn into anything more than what it is now it's just it's something i enjoy and you know i feel like you know you have this ability or whatever talent gift whatever you want to call it and it would be a shame to not be doing anything with it so 
Um, and, you know, of course, I had years and years where, you know, I sang in church and that was like a big part of my identity. And then when I stopped doing that, I kind of didn't really was like, well, I guess I just am not a singer anymore. And so it's been cool to kind of be able to have a place or a, a way to still have that be a part of mine and our lives mm-hmm. um, in a just a kind of a different way that is new. Well, not so new anymore, but um, you know what I mean? Anyway. um, So what's your, what's your answer? Well, as far as my, one of the favorite songs I like to do, there's several. So it's going to be kind of a beauty contest. Uh, (laughs) I, I really like singing uh, 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 one of my songs in particular with Layla and then a, uh, called There's No Room in Heaven for Strangers. And then there's another one that I like uh, called uh, uh, Good Old Boys Like Me, which I've sang to Layla when she was just a little, little girl. And I would like sing it to her when she'd go to bed. She always wanted to hear that song. And uh, we do that now together. And then uh, so many songs that we do together that I really, really enjoy singing. Uh, uh, Stand By Me, Knocking on Heaven's Door. All these songs, it's hard for me to... Pick. I mean, help me out here. Hey, the question's for you, not for me. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess, I guess my my real favorite would be uh, uh, if I had to choose one, it would be uh, "No Room in Heaven for Strangers" because it's just one that I, I feel like that our voices blend really well together on it, and uh, it's a song that uh, I wrote when I was on a bus trip from Porto Alegre, Brazil, up to Rio, which is a long trip, um, a couple of days, actually, and uh, it was real late at night, and I was feeling very, very lonely, and uh, um, I uh, got out my guitar, and everybody was uh, either sleeping or trying to sleep, and uh, I was trying to be really quiet, and I started getting the idea for this song, and I was plucking around, it took me a couple of hours, and by the time I finished it, I, I played the whole song through, and everybody on the bus applauded. And uh, I think it's because they were happy that I'd finally shut up and leave them alone, uh, <laughs> because I would, so I let them go to sleep. But anyway, that 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 song really meant a lot to me because it was uh, reflective of, of something I was going through at the time, and uh, uh, long before Layla was born, that's for sure. And uh, anyway, that's just one that kind of sticks out to me. You want to do that one? Sure. All right. Shall we play? Yeah, I got a guitar right over there. This one? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I feel like we're uh, we're ripping off uh, Armchair Expert. You, if you guys listen to Armchair e- Expert, he had the, uh, what are those those guys? The Avid Brothers? Avid? Avid Brothers. The Avid Brothers on. Oh, yeah, those uh, and guys. Uh, they had them play a couple songs um, after their interview or whatever. So we're kind of ripping you off a little bit, Dax, but I don't think you're ever going to hear this and you don't care. So also the benefit of having um, a parent <laughs> who has original music is we can sing this song on the podcast without anyone coming <laughs> after us because it's your song. So, um, all right. Do you... So. Uh, well, hopefully it sounds okay, we, I guess. We'll just, we'll just, sh- um, uh, shoot hard is, uh, and hope for the best. This is the, our own NPR Tiny Desk concert, No Room <laughs> in Heaven for Strangers by Sam Halbert. <laughs> I dream of a time when there 
No tears in those long empty nights This world's wars will cease And no strangers we'll meet When we get to that city so bright Ah, oh, there's no room in heaven For strangers Cause everyone there will be known Though the cold streets of this world May offer no comfort In heaven we'll all find a home Now when I look on the homeless And the helpless And my heart breaks for the children of war Through my tears I see Jesus With open arms awaiting To give them all He has in store Oh, I dream of a time When there'll be no more heartaches No tears and no long Wars will cease and no strangers we'll meet when we get to that city so bright. No tears in those long empty nights This world's wars will cease And no strangers we'll meet When we get to that city so bright Oh, there's no room in heaven for strangers Everyone there will be known Though the cold streets of this world May offer no comfort In heaven we'll all find a home In heaven we'll all find a <laughs> so oh, we crushed it oh we're both all raspy now <laughs> yeah well <laughs> hopefully that sounds okay yeah your ears and we didn't blow you out if you're listening in headphones <laughs> um okay well we've got one more question here and then we're gonna go into our last segment mm. okay so last question is 
what are three kernels of parenting wisdom that you can share with everybody? Three kernels of parenting wisdom. Hmm. Well, I really don't feel capable to share anything uh, as far as any wisdom is concerned. But I will say that uh, one thing uh, I will say that you have to let the love that you have for your children show in the way that you treat them. You speak to them through your actions, not so much your words or your discipline or your uh, correction, but your actions are what are the things that they will see and that will form them more than anything else. I believe that. Uh, another thing is to let them figure stuff out on their own. Uh, I know when my kids were small, uh, they all took piano lessons, and uh, I really wanted uh, for them to learn piano. And they took it for how many years did you guys take piano lessons? For? Eight or nine, I think. It was a long time. And they learned to play kind of okay, but they never really had a super passion for it as much as I did. I really wanted, but I held back pushing it. Uh, uh, sort of. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I you have no idea how much I could have pushed it. So I'll, I'll put it that way. I, I held back a lot because I knew that if it wasn't something they wanted, then it wasn't going to be, they, they weren't going to own it. And, uh, it's, it's, I feel like that whatever I want for my kids is not necessarily what they want. And I need to give them that freedom to decide what it is they want. That's, uh, I think the second thing is just let them be who they are and, uh, develop what they want to do as they grow and learn. And another thing, uh, I guess is to, let them know that their parents are always there for them, no matter what. Um, Eliani and I have always uh, put our kids first in every way that we could think of. And if there is any question about what we were thinking or where we were, what we thought about them, uh, we we always gave them the benefit of the doubt and 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 let them be who they were going to be uh we wanted to put them first in everything and uh not only myself but uh Eliani was a incredible uh example to them in that way uh now that they're all in their mid 20s and Late 20s. Uh, some of them late 20s. Uh, <laughs> Rip. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny to see how the people that they become, and I am just so proud of them and happy to know that I must not have screwed it up too bad and I must have done something right. So <laughs> We all have our moments. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> But you guys can't take responsibility for all of our own shortcomings. That's oh, no. for sure. Yeah. Easier said than done, I'm sure. But <laughs> um, well, before we get to the last part, is there anything else you want to talk about or say? Um. Well, I'm just uh, happy to be able to share with you guys uh, with Layla. Uh, I've noticed she's had a lot of people interested in this podcast, and I'm very, very proud of her for uh, for for pushing through on it. And she took it uh, from scratch. She she started getting the ideas months ago, and uh, I I saw it develop, and and I saw her really pushing hard for it, and I could see it was something that she really had a, a, a love for and a passion for, and it really inspired me to see her so. Uh, enthused about it and even though she has a full-time job and she's a mother and has a lot of stuff on her plate she really felt uh that it was important for her to do this and and i just want to give her kudos uh for for pushing through on it and learning how to do this equipment uh uh she's uh learned a lot about it since she started and and does these things on her own i'm i'm never up here when she does them so uh, all I did was kind of give her a few pointers, and she was off and running on it. Uh, it took me months and months to learn how to use the equipment just to do the small recordings that I do because I've never been the guy on that side of the mic. I've always been on the other side of the mic, you know, doing the talking or singing or whatever. And uh, the engineer was always the guy that did that. So Layla just learned this. Uh, she got together. She picked people's brains and, and did everything that was necessary to get it started and got the graphics done and all the things that go into making it happen. And I'm just really proud uh, of her. I'm proud of my other daughter, Lottie, who uh, is uh, uh, working at the, the job that she studied and went to school for and has overcome an incredible amount of obstacles. And uh, my son, Casey, also went and, and uh, learned how to be an esthetician and uh Hopefully he'll find a, a place in doing that in his future. And I'm just really proud of my kids uh, and the, what they've become. And and it's been a real uh, realization for me to see my kids become who they are and and go go out and, and make their mark in the world. I'm just really happy about that. We out here doing it. <laughs> um. Well, thanks. That was very nice. And um, you, if you guys are wondering, he really is as sweet and genuine in real life as he is on this podcast. So if anyone has a dad that sucks and you need to rent one out, <laughs> I will graciously let you borrow mine if you need to. Um, <laughs> just putting it out there. Um, okay, so we're nearing the end here where we each will share something that we are bothered by. And my dad is so cute. He keeps like over the last couple of weeks, I thought of something that I'm bothered by. Let me tell you. I'm like, no, 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 no. Save it for the podcast. <laughs> so now's your moment to shine. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, I can go first. Okay, go for it. Uh, I had one thing on my mind. Uh, one of my biggest pet peeves or things that bother me most is the old, when you walk into a convenience store, picture yourself. You're going into the convenience store because you don't want to go all the way to this grocery store uh, 
and stand in line and do the whole thing. You want to get something done. You want to get it done fast. So see, you go in and you get your bottle of water or whatever it is that you have to have. Uh, and you come and you, and there's one guy in front of you who's buying lottery tickets. Oh my God. And they want to, uh, <laughs> test this and test that and ask questions about this and ask questions about that. And it just, I mean, it just halts the whole momentum of everything that you had going. I mean, a lot of times I'll leave my truck running, uh, out, uh, right in front of the, the convenience store so I can just run in and grab something. And then here's this guy who is, uh, I don't even know how a lottery tickets work, but I know that there's a lot of different choices and they're asking questions and doing this and, and I'd, I'd like three of these, and I want two of those. And I'm just like, oh, my God, how long is this going to go on? They're like, I just want to get my Snickers yeah, and go. I just want to get out of here. <laughs> anyway, that, that bugs me I a lot. I can't say I've never dealt with that specific scenario before, but I'm not, I don't know, I guess I don't, and I'm not stopping anywhere, really. I spend a lot of time in my truck and true, out true, running true, around, true. so, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um. Okay, well, mine today is, so, you know when you... This is probably more of a female thing. I don't I don't think this happens with men's clothing as much. Correct me if I'm wrong to my like 5% male listeners. Um, but when you get like a, a t-shirt or a sweater or something that very easily can fit on a hanger on its own. Like if it's a sleeveless garment, I understand this thing that I'm bothered by. Or, you know, something that's like one shoulder or whatever. But regular clothing items that have sleeves that can easily be hung on a hanger. And they they have, you know, those little plastic um, loops on the neckline where you're supposed to, like, hang them up with these little plastic things. But really what ends up happening is they just stick out of your shirt weird. <laughs> I cut them out anyway. Like it's so annoying unless, like I said, unless it's, you know, a strapless dress or, you know, something like that where it actually comes in handy. Um, but you know what? Who am I kidding? Even on a strapless dress, I hate them. Stop putting these stupid little plastic loops inside clothing items. It's a waste. Do you want to talk about the environment? <laughs> Quit putting these stupid things inside of clothing. Like we will figure out how to store the item if it can't be hung on a hanger. Okay. So just stop it. It's annoying. I'm sick of cutting these things out of my shirts and my sweaters and what have you. So that's my thing. Um, yeah, definitely a female thing. Yeah, I, I thought so. <laughs> but, you know, you never know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, I think that is going to do it for today. Um, I definitely have ideas and plans for future episodes. Um, my dad has a very full lifetime worth of stories i and, got stories oh man you guys have no idea so i just wanted to get him on here and do a little intro if you will a little q a um you guys kind of get to know him a little bit before we get into any of the other stuff um and we'll kind of sprinkle that out throughout uh throughout the life of the podcast which you know at this point there's no stopping anytime soon so awesome. buckle up fam um yeah uh let's see what else? Yeah, like I said in the beginning, if you want to follow along on Instagram, I will 
put all of our handles in the episode description as per usual. I'll put my dad's in there too. Um, he's more of a Facebook guy than an Instagram guy. Um, but um, I'll, I'll put that in there just in case you want to go follow along on Instagram, the occasional, you know, yeah. whatever you post on there. You don't really post that much on Instagram. Every once in a while I'll do. I don't, yeah. I don't really know, know how to use it. I'd probably post more if I understood it more. Yeah. You I know. mean, you've got Facebook down pretty well. Yeah. We're, we're kind of stick with what you know, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. me. I mean, I like to le- learn something new once in a while, but I'm definitely a, you know, why fix it if it ain't broke? So <laughs> I'm really hoping that Instagram sticks around and I don't have to learn a new thing. This whole, like, TikTok phenomenon that's going on right now, I do not understand. I'm not on board. I'm not downloading the app. Mark my words. I, I don't even know what that is. Exactly. You don't need to know. Okay. Um... <laughs> Anyway, I mean, I've been I've been learning how to I've been uh, my new hobby is cooking and I've been learning how to cook in an instant pot. And I put a lot of uh, my creations and stuff on on Facebook. And that just really it's it's hilarious. I mean, a lot of my friends are going, man, what what are you going to do? Open a restaurant or something? Well, first it started with baking and we had baked treats in the house all the time. And I'm like, okay. I really appreciate your new hobby, and I think it's great. <laughs> However, we all live in this house together, and I don't need to be eating baked goods all the time. So keep it up, but maybe let's go in a healthier direction and maybe make us lunch and dinner if you're going to be cooking anyways. But I did make some mean biscuits and gravy. You yeah. Admit. I mean, yeah, it's all been great. That's the problem. And those chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone's hungry, um, we usually have food here now because dad is cooking up a storm every day. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, man. Anyway. All right. Yeah. So just closing things. The Instagrams, leave a five-star rating, write a review, pretty please. Um, we haven't had very many new ones in a while. So if you are a faithful listener, please do that. It really helps me out in the podcast and... Um, you know, when we get new listeners coming in and they want to read the reviews to see what we're all about, you know, it's good for them to see what other people like about it. So um, if you would do that, that would be fabulous. Also, I just recently did a giveaway on the Instagram page for the podcast, which was really fun. Um, and you guys seem to really enjoy that. So um, I plan to do some more of that kind of stuff in the future. Um just kind of as a way to grow the community a little bit and also just to say thank you to everyone who engages and listens and all of that. I really appreciate you all. Um, yeah, that's it. This is Bleached and Bothered. And uh, we will we'll see you next Friday. That's all we got. You can say bye. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> bye.